0: Parenting Toolkit Podcast. Equipping parents and caregivers with the tools that they need to set their children up for success. Brought to you by the Jessamine County Public Library. Hello and welcome to JCPL's Parenting Toolkit Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Irwin, Children's Programming Coordinator here at the Jessamine County Public Library. And joining me today is Marquetta Brown and Sherry Estill, who are with the Nest of Lexington. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. We're glad that you're able to join us. So before we dive in and get started, I, um, I like to ask my guests uh, just a little icebreaker question just to kind of loosen us up and get okay. us ready and, and also introduce our listeners to you a little bit. So if you had one extra hour of free time a day, what would you use it for? What would you do with it?
1: I think I would probably um, read a book, another book. Uh, something that always enhances my mind. I love the educational part of it. I love just the vocabulary of it. I just love
2: books.
0: Absolutely, well, work, uh, working in a library, I appreciate that answer. <laughs> how about you, Marquetta? Um,
2: I think that I would just reflect, um, reflect on the community events that are going on and how I could use those in the line of work that I'm doing currently at the nest.
0: Great answers, both of you, that's great. All right, so I know we've got a lot of um, great information for our listeners today and I'm really excited. So can you eat, can you ladies tell me a little bit about yourselves and The Nest and um, what services you provide to the community? <laughs>
2: Absolutely. My name, uh, again, I'm Marquetta, and so I'm the parent advocate at The Nest. Um, I primarily um, see clients that are court-ordered through DCBS to come to our parenting class. Um, Usually that's not a pleasant experience for the clients, so I always um, am mindful of, you know, trying to have the most positive attitude as possible. I really try to make the classroom settings, because we do, I do co-facilitator facilitate those classes um, and we really try to incorporate an environment that is not only educational but that they can have a good time mm-hmm. what I tell the clients is if you're gonna be here for an hour and a half and you have to be here let's just make the best of it so um, that's what I do I also meet individuals um, independent individually um, and those are the clients that tend to be you know they have anxiety or maybe they're just not comfortable in a group setting maybe they don't have the right disposition um, and they Then I would meet with those clients individually. And we work on case plans such as, okay, well, what do we need to do? Um, How many classes do we need to meet for as far as parenting? What are some other resources or things that you need so that we can complete what they call through DCPS, the case, um, the prevention plan?
0: Great, that's wonderful, yes. thank you. And how about you, Sherry? And again, my name is Sherry,
1: and I currently am Director of Community Engagement for The Nest. However, I have been Director of Crisis Care, which is our emergency program mm-hmm. uh, that provides basic human needs or just you know resources or referrals for jobs or things like that. So it's sort of transitioned into the community engagement, but um, What I try to do is speak to groups and businesses and schools and whoever will have me Mm -hmm. to tell them about The Nest and how they can help us continue in our mission.
0: Sure. Very important jobs, both of you, so we appreciate the work that you do. Now going along with that, I know you guys are both very passionate about what you do, so can you tell me what the most rewarding part of your job, your individual positions is? Mm -hmm.
2: Myself, personally, I am always super... Um, excited to see the clients on day one. As far as with um, coming into the parenting, a lot of times they're like I said, they're upset, they're disappointed that they have to be there. And I really try to, you know, have the energy and atmosphere of welcome them, letting them know that regardless of what brought you here, we are a non-judgmental organization. We really want to foster the atmosphere of a safe and healing place, and a place where they can come and be open and be honest without judgment also with understanding that my job is just to give them information and what works for you in your life take it and what doesn't that's fine Um, but it is so uh, rewarding when I see them leave and a lot of times they're like angry to have to see me and then by the end of the experience they're laughing or crying or Saying, you know, this is a lot different than I anticipated it being. So that is very rewarding. As well as them coming back, you know, months later or years later. I had a client who came back from 2015. And she's like, "Um, I just wanted you to know that you really made my experience at the Nest a great experience.
0: That's wonderful. Yes. To see that you really impact people's lives in that way. That's great. Absolutely. And it
2: reminds me of the Maya Angelo, you know, people will forget what you say, people will forget what you do, but they never forget how you make them feel. So I always try to make people feel valued and respected.
1: And for me, I think it's the same thing. Um, my one-on-one with client families is most important to me. So when they come to me, I feel like I am a uh, you know, you have your family and friends or the people who know you, know you, and sometimes you just need to be able to tell somebody else what's going on and to be able for them to feel free to be able to unburden themselves and then for me to wind it back around and say, okay, let's. how do we approach these challenges that you have today? Giving them a short-term goal list, something that they can reach, Something that when you accomplish it, you feel like you've actually done something. You know, you can dance, you can buy your favorite candy bar, you could whatever to celebrate the success of completing that goal. You never know what might happen in a situation that could help an individual. So for me, I like to empower them and encourage them to step out of the box in which they now find themselves. Absolutely. Giving them the freedom to say, you know, if you just take a pen and poke a hole in that box to let some light shine in, you never know what might be on that other side. And it's rewarding when they come back and say, you know, Miss Sherry, you know, you told me this, this, and this, and I did that. And I'm happy for them. So those are the kind of things that I love, that one-on-one interaction, or if it's in a group setting, uh, to see a spark in their eye that they get it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the most rewarding part for me, right. that they've taken that extra step or they got the courage to to step out of that box.
0: That's wonderful and so important to have those relationships and people that you can turn to. That's great. All right. So, so can you all tell me um, what the nest does and what the, what the focus of the nest and what services you all offer? Sure,
1: sure. We are a nonprofit social service organization. We have forty two years plus <laughs> going on helping people with the four programs that we're most proud of. So we do domestic violence education and support counseling. And in that program, we offer attorneys in our family court system. Uh, We have an attorney who does Fayette County and 17 surrounding counties, including yours. Um, We have court advocates that are there to help survivors of domestic violence uh, wade their way through the process of going to court and what they'll see here. So we have court advocates in Fayette County, as well as 17 surrounding counties. So we're pretty proud of that. We also offer parenting education and support. Um, And in that, from those parenting classes, we get the parent support group, parent advocacy. Um, We have a men's parenting, like a father's parenting class, a mom's parenting class. We have, we even offer an intensive infant Uh, baby bonding parenting class for those who might need a little bit more one-on-one help. Uh, So we're pretty proud of that as well. Mm -hmm. We have crisis care, as I mentioned before, um, that helps with families' emergency needs. Um, A lot of times, a lot of clients have paid their rent and utilities, but get a flat tire and that $70 you were going to use for bar soap or toothpaste or laundry detergent, diapers, Mm -hmm. Or food had to go to that tire so that you could get back and forth to work or school. So come see us. And all of those donations, those are donations that fill our cupboard to help with families' emergency needs. And it could be just asking, who's hiring? Or where can I get work wear, uh, interview wear with Dress for Success, you know, or any partner agencies that we do in the Lexington area. And then we have a child care center that offers respite care. So maybe babysitter A, B, and C canceled and you need to get to work and or school, give us a call.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: And we'll watch your child for free. It's a five-star-ready child care center. Okay. We're pretty proud of that as well. Sure. (laughs) So that allows you to feel like your child is in a safe space. Yeah. And that's what we're pretty proud of too.
0: Very good, very good. Now, I know we've been hearing a lot in the news and um, I've just been introduced to it myself, but we hear about ACEs and your ACE score. Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about what that is, um, exactly how you determine that and what that means for people who aren't familiar with that term?
2: Sure. Um, we talk about a lot we talk a lot about that in our parenting classes. Basically, A stands for adverse childhood experience. Um, and generally what happens is our clients come in and on day one we evaluate those scores. Now these scores are based on experiences that happened before the age of 18. Okay. So some of the questions are are your parents divorced? Mm-hmm. Was any of your parents an alcoholic? Was there any untreated mental illness? Sure. We've identified about eight of those, although we um are aware that there are more. Um, for example, we have clients that have exca- you know, refugees mm-hmm. who have escaped war, and so they're you know, re you know, being resettled in our culture with the trauma of war and how do I, you know, navigate this brand new uh culture and system. Absolutely. Um, but these are the things that these are some of the few examples that we asked when we're at talking about the ACE score. A lot of times what I like, um, you know, what I want the listeners understand and what our clients understand after taking parenting is ACEs, which is Adverse Childhood Experience, generally or is associated with trauma. Mm -hmm. And when children experience a lot of trauma in their childhood, that can be perceived as behavioral issues or that child has ADHD and ADD and things like that. What we are noticing in um, what we are noticing is that a lot of times trauma looks like behavioral issues. Okay. So now you know doctors are getting on board with okay what what happened to that child what what kind of experiences that they have um, because we do know that the exposure to higher amount of ACEs does mean that they're um, they're more likely to have um, behavioral problems you know untreated mental illness um, cancer. There's a lot of studies that have shown that determining your A score also helps with um, the likelihood of possibly having some of the you know negative de- um, defects.
1: And so, you as an adult, mm-hmm. those traumas that you may have had as a child will affect how you you work in your family unit. Sure. So those things that you didn't think were you know affecting. Mm-hmm how your child is being raised, or your relationship within your family unit can be about the ACE scores. So it's really an enlightening process for an adult Mm -hmm. to say, well, yeah, I did see this when I was younger. My dad did hit my mom, or my mom was an alcoholic, or, Mm -hmm. you know, all these things. And it affects, affects how you navigate life as an adult.
2: Right, right. And parenting okay, so in general. And right. in parenting
1: in general. So um, if you were always the responsible child and you always had to do this and that, you may inadvertently say to your child, well, why didn't you put out this or that? These you should know how to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, absolutely. You're expecting your child to do the same things you did when you were a child. Right, right. So those kind of traumas, even though you don't think of it as a trauma, you know, you didn't think of it as a trauma. right affect how you raise your family from that point forward.
0: Wow, that's that's really great information. Like you said, it's really enlightening to see how... Um the things that you went through as a, as a child obviously affect you as an adult, but then also you, might, you touched on physically and, and the ramifications that, that can have. That's, a, that's great information. Um, so it, talking about the protective factors that we we're gonna talk about in our workshop this evening, um, what are some protective fa- factors that families can have in place or maybe try to put in place um, to help families reduce um, their stress or, or to just make their, their family a little bit stronger?
2: Okay, I'll go over that. There's six protective factors that um, we've identified through Kentucky Strengthening Families. Okay, um, And these protective factors are um, used to help, you know, with the ACEs if Mm -hmm. you do have high scores uh, pertaining to the ACEs. So I'll go over the first three. And then let Sherry go over the next three. So the first one says parental resilience. And we do s- talk about that a lot in parenting classes because it's important um, how well you ba- bounce back from negative um, anything in life. It show- shows the child how to do that as well. So we talk about the importance of, okay, you- so you have to take parenting class. This is a perfect opportunity to talk about resilience and to discuss that with your child and say, do you remember how difficult it was was because a lot of times our clients don't have their children in the homes. That was a difficult period for us, but we got over it. And mom did what she had to do so that she could have you back. And moving forward, that's what I'm going to continue to do. So um, absolutely being able to give them examples um, and show them what resilience actually looks like. Then it goes on to list social connections. So we talk about the importance of, you know, I facilitate the parent support group. So um, I love when I have clients that I haven't seen for six months that I've graduated my parenting program and they come in and just say, you know what, I'm having a rough day and I I didn't know where to go, but I knew to come here. Mm -hmm. And so we have to make sure that we, you know, that our clients know that it's important, especially with parenting. It's overwhelming. Where do I go when, you know, I need to feel connected to the community or I need help in an area? Mm -hmm. So definitely um, that the nest provides that as well. And then also the importance of knowledge and childhood development. Um, Uh, It's funny, but it's not. But I had a client who had the person that raised her as a child also in class with her, and she said, laughing, she's like, "Oh, now I know why I'm in parenting because it just didn't work. Like you taught me everything wrong. So it's important to know about the, you know, knowledge of child development and knowing what's appropriate at each age group and not saying, well, you know, grandma used to do it, so it must be right. No, I mean that might have worked then, but that doesn't work now. Um, So that's the joke." reminder that I have with the client. And learning how children grow and develop. Um, I had a client um, that talked about her, she had a nine month old, and it would, you know, it's starting to figure out that it can hold, you know, hose objects. And she's like, oh, she just threw it across the room, so I threw away her rattle. And it's, you know, she just didn't understand child development. Right. No, the child's trying to figure out what's going on in the world. It's going to bump its head with the rattle. That's normal. But just making sure that we can figure that out. And, understand that, you know, what's appropriate during each stage of child development.
1: Sure. And the fourth one is concrete support in times of needs. So families get assistance to meet basic human needs. You would not believe how just not having bar soap or food in the house can affect how a family runs. Okay? So those access to resources, uh, I know where I can go to get help for A, B, or C, you know, to get help, Uh, maybe I need a gas card to get to work, or maybe I need food or cereal or whatever it might be, just knowing the resources, if it's the local department for community-based services to get food stamps or, you know, whatever it might be, having the knowledge of those things around you can help uh, sort of tender those moments. The fifth one is social and emotional competence of children. Families teach children how to have healthy relationships. So that's how they come to parenting class and learn about protective factors and ACEs and how those things that happen to you affect how, it ha- how you raise your child. So being aware of those things about you, how can you change those things going forward with your children?
0: Mm-hmm, very important.
1: And the last one is nurturing and attachment. Families ensure children feel loved and safe. A child's early experience of being nurtured and developed, and developing a bond within the family unit, seeing a caring adult, someone who's gonna listen to you, someone you feel like you can communicate with, those are the things that we hope that they take away with them tools that they can use in their own family units.
0: Mm, that's great. Great. So, talking touch after touching on those protective factors a little bit. Um what if a family feels like they don't necessarily have all those in place or or they could really use some um some assistance in in establishing those or strengthening those. Is there a way that they can go about doing that sure. or, or can you help uh, touch sure. on that a little
1: bit? Sure, they can always call the Nest. Okay. Um, Their family resource counselor at their children's school. Oh, great, yeah. That's another resource uh, that they can use. That person can in turn send them on to where they can get... Uh, Say parenting classes Mm -hmm. to be able, and you don't have to be court ordered to attend a parenting class. You can just come on in and Mm -hmm. talk to us, and we'll give you those tools as well. That's great. Um, You know, we love it when a person says, you know, I think I need a little bit of help. Yeah, yeah. And as Marquetta said, uh, maybe they're not a group because mm-hmm. they don't want to feel like they failed and they don't want to show their frailties to somebody else but let me tell you there's everybody has some kind of frailty absolutely but being able to talk about it in a group you'll see that there are other people who are going through the same exact things that you're going through yeah.
0: and that's comforting too to know that you're not alone I think right. so very good yeah. good good all right well it sounds like you guys do a lot of very important things and in a lot of important work. So I I appreciate you um, and all the work that you do. Um, So if the families that are listening to this feel like this has struck a chord with them, that they really could use some more information, where can they go? What are some resources that they can um, tap into next? What are their next steps that they can do?
2: Well, um, as a person that works at the NEST, I'm always going to say please contact the NEST. Um, Again, we do have the four different programs, and we are an organization that if we can't you know, help, then we will definitely get you to the right person. Um, There's also places um, like Sherry mentioned, your resource, um, your family resource person through school, the guidance counselor, like you did, Katie, Google it, you Mm -hmm. know, if you don't know, Google it. Um, And um, as far as finding out information, which is how you reached out to me. Um, So definitely use the internet and let that be a tool to navigate and uh, you, more times, what I've found in the nonprofit is people will help. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is ask.
0: Absolutely. And
2: you know, and that has been something that I have been amazed about. You know, um, whether taking
1: that first step. Right. Yes.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, you know, we're not an organization that, that judges. We, we don't right? judge. And we don't say we have all the answers, but we are definitely an organization that will get you in the right department. Um, or get you with, connected to the right people. I've had to refer people to people that needed more, you know, mental health counseling because we don't do that, j- you know, consistently. On one-on-one basis, if it doesn't pertain to DV, but maybe they're just feeling emotionally drained, or maybe they're overwhelmed with the parenting, and they're like, you know, I just needed that. I need more added support than just the parent support group. So yes, I'm going to find them a counselor. Yes, I'm going to tell them about an organization like Voices of Hope that does counseling and yoga. And so we really try to make a point to, you know, act as a community, and that's what I love about the nonprofit world because we can't do it without the help of everyone else so um, and being able so I really enjoy going to like the resource fair events where it's like oh by the way uh, did you know hands it used to be you was your first child that they would help but now you can have more than one child oh my gosh I never knew that let me tell my parents so it's really about being engaged throughout the community and finding out what's out there Mm
1: -hmm. that's the best part I think uh, for us to say we're offering you a solution now, you just have to take that next step to go find out about it. So whether it be, well, I, I have a job, but I can't afford to pay for daycare for my child. What do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, well, where can I go um, to get some help or assistance? You know, we can offer, t- tell you where you can get ch- care assistance. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's substance abuse and you just need to go to an outpatient class. Yeah. Because you have kids, you can't go to a residential facility, but where can I go to be able to take, uh, um, have a sponsor or someone that can help me through some things? Because once you get all those other things straightened out, like uh, mental health or maybe you need medication or um, you know, substance abuse or whatever, once you get those out, you are in line to help fix that family unit. You know, and not saying that every family has flaws. They may, but everything can be tweaked and finessed. And to make it that one little step you take differently... Can
0: affect how your family functions. Sure, and such a such a huge outcome for the kids as well. And it sounds like you guys are not just a great resource, but also that you come alongside the families and really try to help them and guide them through what could be a very confusing and difficult time for them. So that's oh, great. Yeah. parenting doesn't come with a manual. So exactly, speak. exactly. Well, ladies, I really appreciate all your time here today. So if you could leave our listeners with one final thought or um, one main point that you would really like them to hold on to, what would that be mark mark what i will go with you first
2: okay um i think just create um spreading the word and the awareness of how important aces is and again that's adverse childhood experience when we look about when we when you think about what you experienced as a child and Then look at it from an adult point of view and say, hey, you know, gosh, my mom having an ACE, whether it be divorce or alcoholism, that did affect me. And how has that affected me parenting? And how can I make sure that that doesn't affect my child? And again, with this new enlightening, you know, enlightening about how important it is to be able to understand ACE. So I guess what I would leave lastly is just become knowledgeable about that term and And if you have any of those, definitely look into the protective factors so that you can cushion the possible negative effects associated with having a high ACE score.
0: Yeah, very important. Thank you.
2: But do know also that even if you do have a high ACE score, that it doesn't mean that you can't create great children. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times when I'm teaching parenting class, my clients, they've had a lot of trauma. And they're like, oh, my God, have I messed up my kids for life? No, that's the answer. But the more you're aware of how to move forward in the way that was different than you have experienced as a child is the way that we combat this issue of ACEs. There's always hope always hope that's good always hope
1: and i agree i think that when you do a self check up on yourself mm-hmm. and aces is the start of that mm-hmm. when you start to think okay maybe the things that happened to me in my childhood are affecting the way i move forward with my family mm-hmm. then the next step is to have the courage to say i need help Absolutely. guide me you know, give me some tools that I can use. And once you see, once you use those tools and you see progress within your family unit, you know, you have to step back and say, I did that. Yes. I Celebrate did Celebrate those successes. Celebrate those successes. That's if you so have great. to dance naked by the light of the moon in your living room. <laughs> then more power
0: to you. <laughs> and
1: that celebrates that success and you can move on to the next set of goals. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think just having that self-awareness or doing that self-check on yourself, you know, and And monitoring the things that you say and do and think about help you move forward in the future you're opening another door yep
0: that's changing
2: generations,
0: so. yeah. absolutely Absolutely. very important to keep in mind thank you well that has been it for this episode of jcpl's parenting toolkit this has been your host kate Irwin and my guests marquetta brown and sherry Estel. join me in january when when i'm joined with heather kidd and jordan thompson guidance counselors at the early learning village and they're going to talk to us about challenges that kids face when they enter school and ways that we can help prepare them for success when they start Thank you for listening to JCPL's Parenting Toolkit podcast. If you found this information helpful, check out our live monthly workshops. For details and to register, visit our online events calendar at www.jesspublib.org events. This podcast was produced in the Jessamine County Public Library's recording studio.